Hello, everybody, and thanks for tuning in to the From Ballparks to Buzzer Beer Sportscast. I'm Paramore Zinos, alongside my co-host, James Farley, and we have a great episode on tap for you guys today, so let's jump right in. James, take it away. Yeah, Perry, so the Boston Celtics just announced a major organizational shakeup the other day, with Danny Ainge retiring after 18 years as the president of basketball operations. And then even crazier, former head coach Brad Stevens moved into that role as the new Celtics GM after eight years of roaming the sidelines as their coach. So now the Celtics will begin their search for a new head coach immediately. Perry, how are you feeling about this crazy shakeup for the entire Boston Celtics organization? So James, I wanted some type of big move in the coaching staff or front office this offseason. I think it was needed with the way that this Celtics season went. Personally, I thought Steven should have been fired because there have been many instances where teams have done better with a new coach, but I can live with Danny Ainge retiring. I can be satisfied with that. Steeler Danny, as he is so-called, has missed out on some major moves like Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis comes to mind, and his health was a concern with some heart issues a couple years ago, and I completely understand the decision for Ainge to retire, but I hate the move to promote Stevens. Stevens has a reputation as a nice guy, so what scares me is he won't be able to make the tough decisions needed to be a successful GM in this league. It would not surprise me at all if Stevens is gone as president of basketball operations in less than three years, but if Stevens can make the tough decisions, which I don't think will happen, I think that this move can work out, but at the end of the day, I think that the sun is not going to work and is not going to set for Brad Stevens in Boston as GM. Interesting take there, Perry. So I definitely agree with you on supporting Danny Agenden's retirement. He certainly did his job well in office for the Celtics. They won the championship in 2008, and then he drafted the two young stars and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, both of which were in the All-Star game, having All-Star appearances this past season. So he's paved the way for success over the past couple of seasons, but the Celtics team just has not been able to get the job done despite their high expectations heading into the season. But now you were not high on the move to promote Brad Stevens. However, I think that a fresh perspective at the general manager position is exactly what the Celtics need to regain their status as a championship contender in this league. And having Brad Stevens, who knows the organization inside and out after coaching for them to take over the job is a great thing for Boston. He coached them for eight seasons. And Steven truly got a feel for who meshes with each other the best on the court who in crunch time, who the team leaders are and those who do the little things on a nightly basis. So making him, this makes him an ideal candidate to be the one making the big decision on who stays and who goes from this current Celtics roster. So yes, it is definitely a big step for the Celtics in promoting Brad Stevens to general manager, but I'm confident that he will be able to bring the Larry O'Brien championship trophy back to Boston as his time as general manager. James, I definitely like the shakeup because I think that is awesome that the team has decided that they need a fresh perspective on things. As you said, Danny Ainge has been here 18 years. 18 years is a very long time, and when you've only won one championship, that's a little disappointing. I know that the Celtics could have won more if Kendrick Perkins hadn't gone hurt in 2010, if other injuries haven't happened later, but Danny did set up this organization for success with taking... Datum and Brown, as you mentioned, but he did miss on some key picks. He missed on Giannis a couple years ago. He also missed on Jochik, which was a big miss in 2014. 
But I think that Danny Ainge had a great career in Boston. I would not be surprised if he comes back as a GM later on. But I think that Stevens needs to be able to make the tough decisions. It's going to be very hard for him to release or trade players that he just coached and just asked to scrap out points, such as Marcus Smart, who he asked Marcus, you need to be the leader, you need to be emotional, you need to be the heart and soul of this team. And if Brad Stevens needs to trade him, I think that that will be a very hard thing for Brad Stevens to do. And I think that it could actually paint the organization in a negative light, saying that they don't like their players and are lying to their players. But I really, truly hope that this move will turn out for the sake of the Celtics organizations and for the city of Boston and their fans. Definitely agree with you on that, Perry. And I think that that's definitely an interesting point you made with Brad Stevens um, trading or getting rid of players that he was just coaching. It's going to be kind of interesting to see how was Brad Stevens feeling as a head coach when he was on the sidelines. Is he thinking, man, if I were general manager, I would be getting rid of this guy. And well, look, he is general manager now. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens. But now, as Brad Stevens becomes general manager, he's going to need to replace his past position as head coach. So, Perry, who do you see as some possible names that could take step in and become the new Boston Celtics head coach? James, I think that this is really interesting. You have to hire a person that will replace you as head coach. I don't remember the last time that this happened in the NBA. But one name that I came up with is Kevin Garnett. And I know that this is a really, really long shot. But if Garnett ever got into coaching, this could be the time and the team to do it. This Celtics team has been characterized as soft, which is certainly something Garnett wasn't. He was getting in fights with teammates, and I actually wouldn't be surprised if he got in fights with the team that he was coaching, and it might not be a bad thing either. We know how competitive and how much Garnett wants to win, something that could definitely help out this team and pave the way for Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, but X's and O's still might be a problem for Garnett, which is the reason why I have him being a long shot, even with his player pedigree. I don't know if you saw this, James, but the Celtics, after their playoff loss in Brooklyn, they actually went out and partied with the Brooklyn Nets. You heard that right. They partied with the team that just knocked them out of the playoffs. If Kevin Garnett was the coach of this Celtics team, we know that that would definitely not happen on his watch. I would not be surprised if the Celtics are actually rooting for the Nets over the Bucks, and that really, really scares me, which is why I think Garnett would definitely help this team out. I think that Kevin Garnett would definitely be a good head coach here in Boston. He was great as his time during his time here. He was the best player on that Celtics team that won the championship in 08 under Danny Ainge when he was general manager. So I think that it would definitely be interesting to see if he becomes a new head coach. But another name that I think could potentially become the new head coach is Sam Castle. So during his playing career, Castle played for Danny Ainge in Portland during the 96 season and then even played for the Celtics during the 2008 and 2009 NBA seasons. So both of these relations could certainly play a factor in Castle coming to Boston as he knows Ainge and played for the Celtics organization himself. And during his playing career, Castle was a star. He averaged 15.7 points per game and six assists per game throughout his entire NBA career. And he would translate his knowledge for the game from directly from his playing years straight to the position of where he would become the potential Boston Celtics head coach. So right now he is a highly respected assistant coach in the league, and Castle could find himself moving up to a head coaching position with the Celtics in Boston and would definitely be a great fit as Brad Stevens' successor. So I would definitely be pleased if Brad Stevens pulls the trigger and takes Sam Castle as the new 
head coach for this team. I think that Castle would do a great job. He'd be able to have form great relationships with the players, and I would definitely be happy if Sam Castle is roaming the Celtic sidelines next season. James, Sam Castle has definitely popped up as a name that could become the new Celtics head coach. But I want you to throw another hat in the ring, and his name is Chauncey Billups. Billups is currently an assistant with the Los Angeles Clippers under Tyron Lue, who's a great coach in his own right. He has won a couple a championship in Cleveland, but he fits the bill of being a former player and point guard, something that teams have gravitated to recently in having a head coach. The Nets hired Steve Nash. He was a former point guard and the former player, but Billups is known for wanting to coach, and he was actually drafted by the Celtics in the Rick Pitino era. He was traded halfway through his rookie season, which obviously looks like a big mistake out of many by Rick Pitino, but I think coming back to coach the Celtics would definitely be a neat storyline. Billups sees the court well, and he be, and he is a former point guard, as I said, and Mr. Big Shot is known to be a great X's and O's coach. I personally would love the Bills hire, and I think that he can be a great coach here in Boston. I think that he can unite the city. I think that he can help Jason Tatum become a better playmaker, which is something that I think you and I both agree he needs work on, and I think that he could help Jalen Brown develop into that second star, and I think he could put everybody in their place in terms of roles, something that is definitely needed in Boston. Definitely good points made there, Perry. Chauncey Billups would be welcomed in open arms should he become the next head coach in Boston. I would love a Chauncey Billups hire. And then another name that I definitely think could be a possible head coach is Becky Hammond. Hammond was a star in the WNBA as a six-time All-Star and is currently an assistant coach under all-time great Greg Popovich in San Antonio. She led the San Antonio Summer League team to a championship victory in 2015, so she definitely knows how to win and manage a team well, and became the first ever woman to be a head coach in an NBA game when she filled in for Popovich after his ejection against the Lakers on December 30, 2021 in that game. So, however, Hammond is looking to pursue this role as a head coach for a full-time position and move on from being an assistant coach, and she is definitely going to be able to do so at a high level. And I think that she would be a perfect fit for the Boston Celtics. Brad Stevens is very fond of Hammond, so as he makes his decision on who will be handling the drawing board next season, Becky Hammond will definitely be on the top of his list and would make history as the first ever female to be a head coach in the NBA. So I would love if Becky Hammond came. I think that she's on the top of the list among these other players for me. I mean, of these other people who could become coaches with Hammond, Chauncey Billups, Sam Castle, and Kevin Garnett at the top of the list. And I think that Becky Hammond would be a great fit for the Boston Celtics. James, I just want you to throw one more person into um, the ring, and that's Kara Lawson. She was a former Celtics assistant coach. She's currently the women's coach at Duke, but I think that she would also be a great hire by from Brad Stevens. But let's talk about the Celtics team right now, right? Brad Stevens is the new GM, and we both agree that he needs to change the team in some way, shape, or form, trades, or maybe free agency. But, James, who is definitely not getting moved this season? Perry, it's simple as Jason Tatum. Tatum has proven that he is a superstar in this league and is capable of putting a team on his back to win games, as shown in his 50-point outing in the Celtics Game 3 win against the Brooklyn Nets. And he's only 23 years old and is still doing what he's doing on the basketball court on a nightly basis. And he will definitely be going nowhere but up in the future 
being a reliable star for the Seas. And Jalen Brown is another name I would expect to stay in Boston, but on the off chance that Brad Stevens is looking to split up the young duo of Jason and Jalen as a general manager due to their inability to reach any championship game over the past couple of seasons as the leaders, JB is the one that has to go. And I know that in the past this has not been my take. I've been extremely high and thinking that if one of the two has to go, it's Jason Tatum. But after seeing Jason Tatum do what he did in the playoffs and be the leader of this team with Jalen Brown injured, I think that I I would think that you have to keep Tatum under all no matter what, under all circumstances, Jason Tatum has to stay in Boston. So I don't think that Jason Jalen Brown is going to go either. I think you have to keep the two. But if one of them has to go, I think it's gotta be Jalen Brown. And then other than those two, I think that you know, any everybody else is on the market. And I think that um yeah, I think that everybody else is on the market and that no matter what, I think the Celtics are going to have to make serious moves this season. But no matter what, JT's staying in Boston. James, so I agree with you on Jason Tame and Jalen Brown. Um, these two are the cornerstones of the franchise. I don't think they should be broken up just yet. I know there have been calls for that, but I think that they can still be successful um, next to each other, I think Tam is known for more of the scoring, and he can definitely develop as a better passer. But Brown is the leader of the team, in my opinion. I think that even though Tam's the best player, and he should be the leader, I think that Brown has taken on more of that leadership role. But I want to throw in one other player's name. I think that Robert Williams is untouchable unless it's in an absolute blockbuster deal. When Williams was healthy this season, he was easily the third best player on this team ahead of even point guard Kemba Walker. If Williams can stay healthy, I believe that he can become one of the best paint defending centers in the league like Rudy Gobert. You saw how many blocks he had in game one of that Brooklyn series and even the Brooklyn players after the game. They're like, I don't know how many points we're going to be able to get in the paint against this guy. Williams was hurt with turf toe and knee knee, uh, soreness during that series, but... If he can stay healthy, he can become not just a paint defending center, but I think that he can become a scorer as well. But anyone else is on the table for me to be traded or released. That includes Marcus Smart, Kemba Walker, even Peyton Pritchard, who had a good rookie season, I think can be traded or released. But James, speaking of big moves, now we need to talk about who could be going out of Boston. So who do you think should be the first big move made by Brad Stevens, and how long do you think that it will take? Yeah, Perry, I think that, you know, I love Kemba Walker, but his time in Boston needs to come to an end sooner rather than later. Injuries have plagued him over his Celtics career and has not been able to get the job done at the point guard position. So I think that we really need to have a fresh start and a reliable third star to pair with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And in order to add a player of this caliber to the Boston Celtics roster, Stevens needs to say goodbye to Kemba Walker. So I think that's definitely going to be a tough decision to make for Brad Stevens, especially having him be his starting point guard when healthy when he was coaching the sidelines throughout this entire past NBA season. But I think that Kemba Walker is definitely going to be a major name thrown around in trades should the Celtics be looking to add somebody new. And I think that I'm I think that Brad Stevens is definitely going to make that if there he's going to make that move, I see him making it over the summer in a blockbuster trade to try and add a third star to go along with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum because in the NBA you need to have a trio to really you need to have a big three to win championships you know last season the Lakers opposed that 
that's like you know underlying rule as some could say in the NBA when they had LeBron James and Anthony Davis the big duo lead them but you know it's not often that you have a duo as good as LeBron James and Anthony Davis so usually you need three stars you know Golden State Warriors had it with Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, and Klay Thompson as a recent example of that. You know, our own Boston Celtics had that with Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen. If you look back in time with the Chicago Bulls, you had Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and Dennis Rodman for all of those championships. So I think that if the Celtics want to reach that championship caliber, you're going to need Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and another guy. And I think that Kemba Walker could be a piece that Brad Stevens moves in a blockbuster trade to add that third star. James, I definitely think that Kemba Walker uh, could be moved. Kemba Walker is a great player, but he has had knee soreness, so I'm a little bit worried on what teams will trade for him. Um, there's not really a market for point guards over 30 that have new beyond a season-long management plan. But I think that the guy that should be traded first is a guy that, you know, I – am a very outspoken critic of. I think that Brad Stevens should trade Marcus Smart ASAP. Marcus Smart either does not understand his role on the team with just jacking up threes. The most annoying thing for me to watch when I'm watching the Celtics is when Marcus Smart comes up the floor and he takes a pull-up three with 18 seconds left on the shot clock like he's Steph Curry or Dame Lillard. Marcus Smart should not be doing that or he just understands his role on the team and just doesn't care what Brad Stevens says when he's the coach. Um, Brad Marcus Smart is a defensive player who is the fourth scorer on the team. That's a fact. He needs to be the fourth scorer on the team, maybe even the fifth if Robert Williams is healthy. He cannot be the guy that is taking the most shots in the in for the team. I don't know. This is a while ago, but in game 6 of the Eastern Conference Finals against the Miami Heat, he took the most second half field goals of any player on the team. And that was in an elimination game when he's taking more shots than Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Kemba Walker. That's very concerning to me. He constantly takes bad shots in key moments hurting the team. There also seems to be a leadership dispute between Smart and Jalen Brown, when in reality, it should be Jason Tatum who is the best player on the team. Smart and Jalen Brown had that big blow-up after Game 2 of the Eastern Conference Finals in the bubble last year. We all remember that story. But Smart is hurting the team both on the court and in the locker room, something that Brad Stevens needs to change as soon as possible. If Brad Stevens is the coach and he was paying attention, he should have definitely realized this and kept a mental note of that. So when he said, if and when I become GM, I need to get rid of Marcus Smart. That's definitely interesting. I'm actually a big supporter of Marcus Smart. I definitely love the guy, and I know that you are not a Marcus, not a member of the Marcus Smart fan club at all. And I th- obviously you definitely think that he should be moving on from the Celtics. And, you know, I think that he's still the heart and soul. I don't think that you can just trade straight up the Harden sold one of the best defenders in the entire league. He's going to be another all on the all-defensive team again this season. But I just don't think that you really can do that that quickly. I think that you have to keep him in Boston for a little while longer. But if he continues to, as you said, jack up those deep threes in some questionable moments in the game when that may not be the best shot selection, that could be a move that the Celtics have to make a little bit further on in the future. But I do not think that Brad Stevens should get rid of him just yet. But now we've been talking about players who the Celtics could get rid of such as Kemba Walker and Marcus Smart, but who could be some possible names that the Celtics pursue just so that we can quickly talk about before we wrap up this episode? James, I think one 
I think one of the names is definitely Damian Lillard from the Portland Trailblazers. The coach, Terry Stotts, was just um, mutually agreed to part ways with the organization. And Damian Lillard is one of the best clutch time players in the league, if not the best. He has had a great season. He had a great season before battering out to the Nuggets in six games. But I think that he could be a little unhappy in Portland with with um, how the team is going and how the team is not performing when it matters. So I think that he is definitely a name the Celtics should pursue and will pursue. See, that's exactly what I think the Celtics need to do, Perry. I know that Kemba Walker and the knee soreness could be a, something that hurts his trade stock. But I think that Damian Lillard could be a point guard that I know it's a long shot right now, but there have been rumors swirling around that he could be out of Portland after being leaving or being eliminated in the first round four of the last five years in Portland. He's been so incredibly, he's just been so supportive of the Portland team. He's been consistent and he has not left them. But I think that if he does leave them, I think that the Celtics have to make a run for him. And I think that Kemba Walker could be a piece. Even Marcus Smart, as you were saying, at that level, if you're going for a caliber, uh, a guy at the caliber of Damian Lillard, who was a superstar in this league, I think that it's okay to trade those two guys together in a package. And then another guy, you know, it always seems that we're talking about this, but Bradley Beal is another name you have to add in. He came in second place in the most points scored in the league behind Stephen Curry this past season. He and Jason Tatum are great friends. So if you were to add Bradley Beal, you would definitely make a an argument for keeping Jason Tatum in Boston because having them two, those two guys close, you can say, you know what, let's play together here. So that's another name you could definitely bring up. James, I definitely think that childhood bond between Jason Tatum and Bradley Beal will help the Celtics or, or hurt them if they decide not to trade for Beal. But that will wrap up this episode of the From Ballparks to Buzzer Beer Sportscast. If you guys need any of our information, social media, email, go to From Ballparks to BuzzerBeers.com is all there. We have a calendar with when episodes will be coming out. If you guys want to get in touch with us, DM us, email us. We are always available. But that will be it for us today. I'm Perry Martinez alongside my co-host James Farley with the From Ballparks to Buzzer Beers Sportscast. Have a good one, everybody.